Welcome to Blondie and the Brit, Writing, Publishing, and Beyond. You can find our show notes and more information about our podcast at blondieandbrit.com. That's B-L-O-N-D-I-E-A-N-D-B-R-I-T.com. I am Blondie, KG Waters. And I'm Suzanne Kalman, I'm the Brit. And together we're Blondie and the Brit. Yay! Woohoo! I am the author of Stealing Time. And I'm the author of the Rejected Writers Book Club. Welcome to Blondie and the Brit. Today I'm chatting here with Suzanne before we get into our main interview. Today we have Jesse Lakes of Genius Lakes, and he is going to talk some very technical stuff about his product, which helps you um, promote your work in a way that anyone that's in a different country can go directly to the right link. So we'll get into that in a minute. First, I wanted to chat with Suzanne. She's been helping me tremendously this year. Uh, with a lot of planning ideas. So, Suzanne, with that, why don't you give them the spiel you just gave me about why planning and what is the usefulness for an author? Yeah. You're supposed to be sure what we talked about five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I am expecting that. <laughs> okay, so I'm a, I'm a big planner, and I've tried lots of different things. And so I do love to plan, and I actually do believe that if you aim at nothing, you're bound to hit it and so you've got to at least it's true isn't it yes you've at least got to have some sort of idea of where you're going um, as book writers as, as, as authors more than ever because we have so many moving parts in our business we have the business side of our business we have book sales we have going out to talk to people we have editing we have writing we have you know so many that if we didn't do some sort of a planning I think it could become either one-sided in just one thing or it can just become overwhelming and we give up, you know. So I thought it would be good. I, I think this is a really good topic to talk about, particularly early on in the year. Since she's super planner McPlannison, and I am not. <laughs> I'm who? <laughs> Planning McPlannerson, yes. Uh, I've never been called that before. Well, I'll, I'll take it. I, I hope to come up with some original content here and there. Um, <laughs> I I am good at all these creative ideas. I'm not so good at organizing them. So Suzanne and I once a week have been talking, and she has had all these amazing tips. So Suzanne, one of the things that I've been using lately that's been very useful for me is a victory journal. Can you give them an idea of what that is? Yeah, I used to only do a to-do list. And the trouble with the to-do list, all you see on it the next day is all the things that you didn't do. And so it just feels like it's perpetually getting, never getting things done. I've still got those three things on my list. So I hit on this a few years ago and I love it. And I just started using it again. I haven't used it for a while. And it's what you call a victory journal. And you make a decision before you start your day or your week of the five things and you keep them kind of broad you don't want to have to it's not a goals list it's a victory list of areas that you want a victory in so for example I always have on my goals is writing obviously because I'm a writer uh, but also on my goals list is reading I like to read a book and so we don't how often do we put on our to-do list read a book we don't mm, yeah. but we love the thought that at the end of the week you might have read a book and so and then the other one I have on my list is learn something I like to learn something every day or at least every week you can put personal things on there. I sometimes have exercise things on there. Did I get any exercise done? But I, I try not to make it like a to-do list. And then the other one I've got is um, brands. I always like to do something for my brand every day because I have a brand and I'm trying to build that brand. And then the last one I have is research because so often as writers, some of our time is research and we don't really 
value that that time. It's like you might spend an hour looking on, you know, the different type of weapon that they had in the 14th century, and then you look at your day, and you've got nothing you can tick off your to-do list, but actually you spent an hour doing research, which was valuable, but there's nothing tangible for that. So that's, what about you? What do you have on your Victory Journal? Do you have something similar well, you know, on yours? It's, it's very odd, because as you're saying all of those, I have all those too, and I think I totally copied you, so... <laughs> But, but as a writer, as a writer, though, these things are important. And I wanted to talk about the brand a little bit, because when you and I were discussing this, it's like, what does that mean? Well, that's when you're on Twitter retweeting other authors that have shared your work. That's when you're creating the content for, you know, putting something up on Facebook. This is when you're starting to have your newsletter connecting to more people. So these are things that you are doing anyway, but as Suzanne had mentioned, you maybe aren't taking them off as things that you've accomplished, but they're really important to building your business. As an author, you need to have a broad platform. So some of the things that I've been doing is manage Flitter, where you're following people that are readers of your genre, that kind of thing. So most of the time, you don't really think about what you did get done. You're looking at what you didn't get done. And so I write down, you know, and I'm like, yay. And I think of Suzanne and she's cheering for me in my head. So <laughs> I'm always cheering for you. Always yeah. like Pally McPallison. Yes. <laughs> I'm always cheering for you in my head. Yes, we need to make a hat for you. That's just I want a hat. I definitely want a hat. <laughs> Oh, but, yeah, but you know what's great about that is I, I keep mine actually right by the side of when I'm writing and do and I'm on the computer. And often you'll stop, you finish something, and you're like, I don't really feel like I should be doing this, and I don't really feel like doing this. And then I look across and it says read, and I go, I think I'll read because it's on my list. Yes. And I, you know, I'll take an hour and read a book. And sometimes what I tend to do, I like to listen to my books, is I'll walk and read. So I get some exercise at the same time, and I feel like it, what it does is it just promotes that that side of me that instead of going, I'll go to Facebook for an hour because I'm tired, um, I don't really feel like working, I don't feel like doing anything to do with my brand, I've just, you know, done a newsletter, it took everything out of me, but then I look across and I've got reading, or I want to, I love learning, I'm a passionate learner, so maybe I'll pull up that webinar that I've not looked at all week, and I, that's what I like about it, mm. is it's broad enough that I can make a choice, but it's varied enough that I can work with the energy that I've got in that moment. Yes. So it's so much better than a to-do list. It's just a very positive way to capture your time and, and to keep you more focused. So um, one of the things that Suzanne also has been doing is you kind of look at the entire year. Like, I don't really look that far ahead. I have vague goals. Yeah, I want to write this. Blah, blah. So she sits down with me. It's like, okay, what are you going to write this year? And so then I say it out loud. And it's almost like that becomes reality. You know, you're like, I'm going to write Killing Time and I'm going to write Short Story Collection and I'm going to write Short Story Blow too. Right? So by saying that out into the world, it's become a real thing. And so then we break it down into smaller goals. So in 90 days, what am I going to do to work on these three things? You know what I mean? So it's, it's very, so not only you're getting your broad, you know, five goals for your victory journal, but you're also making a bigger plan of what you're going to get done. And so that when you do have that free time and you're tired, instead of just spinning your rails on Twitter or something, you can actually work towards those goals. So it's been really helpful for me. Miss, you give, you give yourself permission. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You give yourself permission to change topics, and it's okay because it's all on the victory lot, on yeah. the victory journal, yeah, you know. Exactly. And so that's okay. That yeah. works really well for me, and you're more likely to do it. Yeah. So for me, that's I I always resist planning, 
but if I can do it with Suzanne, it's fun because <laughs> we do it with big pieces of paper and sticky notes. Yes, sticky notes and giant. You should see my room right now. I'm bound in my writing cave, and I have the giant. It's like a three foot by five foot post-it note, and I've got six of them up on my wall right now. That's my story. So like, I can't get away from it. It's all around me, and it, it's inspiring to see all the little mind maps I've done for each character. And yeah. um, so that's another Suzanne idea. It's just to help. But you take then you Suzanne. take that project seriously. It's not something in your head. It's actually on your wall, and even if you're not working on it, the fact that it's there and it has a presence in the world yeah. means that it feels valuable to you. I mean, that's yes. why I do that. And so, anyone that wants to ask, I know we may have talked about this on the other show about the big pieces of paper, but and and the cool thing about like every couple of months, Suzanne has some new crazy wild planning thing or whatever <laughs> for me, and it's like because I get bored with like whatever I've been using. I'm an innovator. I like to have something new. So if even if I'm still planning, but I use some brand new tool. Like she today, you told me about was that what's it called the tr- Trillo T R E L L O. It's an online planning tool. Go check it out. We're not going to get into it right now, but to have something new and innovative. So if you're like me, where you get bored with you know whatever the old version was, then you know you try something new and you're you're progressing. You're still doing the planning even though you've completely shifted gears on what you're planning with. It's it's keeping my momentum going. So, But sometimes I think all we do is give ourselves goals that we need to have, and that feels very right brain and very kind of you've got to get this done in serious. Whereas like being excited about what you've done and looking back is actually quite joyful yeah. if you uh, realize how far you've come, you know. Okay, well, this is our first half of the podcast. I'm about to introduce Jesse Lakes. Suzanne is not on this second half because you want to tell them what happened. Yeah, when we when we recorded it, I had a I live up in Washington State and we get a lot of wind. That sounds awful. You know what I mean? Real wind, <laughs> not wind for me. But we have a lot of wind. I mean, the weather we have a lot of wind. Get a windstorm. <laughs> a windstorm, people. And, uh, and it just knocks the power out. And I actually that morning I could not get on. It's not that we've fallen out. It's not um, <laughs> that I'm not on it. It's just that I couldn't get on this part of the podcast. So we tried. We decided to put me on the front here instead. Yeah. So you know I'm not dead. I'm right. looking forward to the to learning something yes. and then I can tick off learning on my on my see? list you see look how easy that is see? so if you just listen to this podcast you now can tick off learning on your victory log <laughs> yes how cool is that that is very cool okay stay tuned for Jesse Lakes today we welcome author and co-founder of Genius Links Jesse Lakes Genius Link is an intelligent link service for promoters and consumers that really is genius Jesse is the author of Mastering the iTunes Affiliate Program and one of the great minds behind this incredible tool that fixes the buying experience for internet marketers, making the internet a better place one click at a time. Welcome, Jesse. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited to talk to you because I've been using your product for six months. I won it as a, uh, I entered in some kind of an author promotion thing and I got a year's worth. I got like your super dude package, $100 a month or something. So I'm thrilled. I was like, yay. And one of the reasons I was so impressed with your company and how you managed this was not only was it an exciting thing to win a prize and then to get the the tools and stuff. And it's very easy to use. It was a, a very good interface, but you offered a half an hour tutorial with an actual person on the phone. And so not only did I like jump right in and get excited about it, but I understood how it worked fully. And the guy gave me lots of details on 
all the functionality. Um, and luckily, I was techy enough to understand most of it. I can't say I <laughs> completely understand what a pixel is, but, um, <laughs> you know, it was a really good tool. So I thought we would start with our listeners, since most of them probably have no idea what this is, um, for you to just explain, you know, your purpose of it and how it helps, how it can help an author. And let me just kind of tell a quick story about how I realized that I had broken links. I was I was really um, much more kind of a, a web nerd, an entrepreneurial web nerd. And I one of my first projects was this uh, series of websites that took uh, soundtracks from extreme sports films. I would list them out on the site, and then whenever someone clicked on one of my links and then went on to purchase uh, purchase music or whatever it may be at uh, iTunes or Amazon, I'd earn an affiliate commission. So these affiliate commissions were, were a pretty important part of my, my revenue stream. But what I saw with these websites is I had this nice exponential growth in traffic, but surprisingly my revenue didn't grow at the same rate. And the, the big head scratcher um, was, was what was going on there. And my, my aha moment came when I realized that my website traffic was now mostly international. It evolved. It was a large percent was international. So that was the aha, the oh no moment that came shortly afterwards when I realized that I was sending everyone, my, my U.S. traffic and my international traffic, to the same U.S. and iTunes stores. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that international traffic just was not able to purchase from the U.S. store. The, the kind of gear started turning, the light bulb kind of came on, and I um, called up my best friend who was an engineer at Microsoft, and we um, decided that uh, we needed to, to make links that were quote-unquote intelligent, uh, something that could you know, guide a shopper to the, the best product in store based off their location or their device or their language, etc. Uh, so we started building this this whole solution. We started first on iTunes. Um, I, I've been an Apple fanboy for, for years and, and definitely had a, a bit of a fixation with uh, around music and obviously they do TV, movie, books, etc. But there was some... That, that was kind of the first piece. And then realized that the the same problem exists with, with Amazon as well, with Amazon having 14 different storefronts around the world. In each of those storefronts, Amazon spent significant amount of money optimizing uh, to, to kind of sell to a specific audience. To answer your question now that I've got that background out, you know, yeah. Genius Link is a, a platform that gives you a, a link that's smart enough to know that a click coming from, say, Germany probably isn't going to best convert at Amazon.com, but rather at Amazon.de, uh, where Amazon.de is optimized for, for a German audience. So the, the descriptions, uh, the, the site navigation is all in German, all the prices are in euros, and if uh, you're shipping anything, it's going to be fast and affordable. Um, so that's the idea. One single link can be smart about where to send people to help help that user experience, help um, help make sure they're able to purchase. And of course, that has the, the tangential benefits of you as the author selling more products. And if I'm a promoter using the affiliate program, it, it helps me earn more commission. So yeah. that's a win-win-win uh, scenario. Absolutely. And one of the things I really like about your product is once you are on there and you start saying which countries you also want to go, it sends you right to the affiliate program on Amazon. So for those of you who don't know what we're really talking about, Amazon and all the different places, iTunes and a few other things, allow you to get an income from sending people to their site. So that's what the affiliate is. And so on your site, when you, when on Genius Links, when I sign in and when I first set it all up, it allowed me to have, there was a place to just click on it and I would go to Amazon Germany and fill out their little form. Here's who I am. Here's how you give me my money. And so every time someone sent to the Germany site from what I'm putting on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, um, they'll, if they go into that site and then buy something, then I get a little bit back. And so your your exactly. product makes it simple because you've got all the links it shows you and then 
you've got um, something we'll get into later that like it, it kind of fine tunes it so that if there's something new that comes out, it informs me of that. But we'll get to that in a second. First of all, I want, I want our audience to understand the value of this product for an author. So let's now shift it to somebody who writes several books and is international and maybe also has iBooks as well as Amazon. Tell them how this product, specifically for an author, can be used. Sure. So let's let's start start at the base, right? You, you write a book, awesome, congratulations, you get it published. Now it's it's time to market it, right? And that marketing, you you probably have a lot of different channels. Um, you know, your your social media groups, your your newsletter, etc. Well, each of those different marketing channels, obviously, you have some sort of messaging, some sort of call to action, but they all typically end with with a link, and that link is really you know getting people that are interested to that place where they can actually buy. Um, unfortunately, most links are static. You know, Links have not evolved the same way web pages have over the last 20 years. So uh, these, these bit.ly links, these you know, Google URL shorteners, whatever you may be using, unfortunately, it's, it's a static link. It means that it always goes to that end, the same end destination. When, when you're international, that's not always the best case. Again, Amazon has built these different storefronts all over the world. Uh, iTunes has storefronts all over the world, uh, Kobo, etc. Those storefronts are super optimized to sell to a specific audience. So if you have readers in Canada and readers in the UK and readers in Australia, uh, readers in Japan, Germany, etc., they Amazon.com is typically not the best place for them to buy. So using a static link and sending everyone to one destination, say Amazon.com, because it's probably the majority of your audience, um, is going to work for the majority of the audience, but you completely alienate, alienate and ignore kind of that, that international piece. So by using these intelligent links, um, you're, you're able to help combine those different uh, audiences into just as a, you can clump them together as a single community and, and you can still cater to them and, and customize the experience to them by, by using these intelligent links that will send them on. And of course, you know, as you mentioned, that affiliate piece is um, a nice little addition. We can talk more about the values, not only on the monetary side of the affiliate program, but we, I'll, I'll save that for later. Okay. Well, no, actually, I don't know what you're talking about. So tell me now. I need to know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, um, the affiliate program kind of has uh, three core values. So this is this is, um yeah the the little, the little hint is that I I spent uh, thankfully a, a little bit of time working as a uh, affiliate global affiliate program manager at iTunes. Um, so I've I've kind of seen the affiliate program for both sides. But kind of my canned response when people ask about the value of the affiliate program was first and foremost yeah it's absolutely a, a great additional revenue stream um, for for authors for musicians for for producers etc. Um, because they're going to give you Amazon or iTunes or whoever it may be. It's going to give you a, a little bit of a, a commission for helping refer that sale. But the, the thing that a lot of people ignore, kind of that, that second value add, is around the, the insights. Um, the affiliate program is a little bit of a window into the black box that is Amazon or the black box that is is iTunes. So by using the affiliate program, they need to, or they, their responsibility is to reward you for those sales. Well, they need to tell you what you sold. So you can actually see with your affiliate tracking ID, you know, what products actually sold. So you can go back and uh, you can start to get kind of crafty by using different tracking IDs with different marketing pushes. And you can see, oh, you know what? My social media, yes, it got a ton of clicks, but it only sold, say, 100 copies of my book. Well, my newsletter maybe only got 50 clicks, but it sold 40 copies of my book. Okay. 
maybe it makes more sense to to really kind of focus in on those those higher converting areas, or maybe it doesn't. Um, and that's that's some insight that uh, just clicks is not going to tell you. Clicks is a great baseline, and it's a great way to compare different um, you know, apples to apples as much as possible. But it's really at the end of the day, it's about sales of your books. Yeah. So getting that that extra little insight into the black box that is iTunes and Amazon via their affiliate program is is a great way to kind of start to optimize. Now that can be <laughs> incredibly uh, time consuming. Um, I definitely, it's, it's not a, a beginner move. Um, I, I definitely encourage you to start off just being cognizant of your international audience and using it intelligently and then using the affiliate program and then using the affiliate program to optimize your marketing. So it's, it's definitely a multi-step process, yeah, yeah. but there is some, some insight in there. Um, yeah. and then the third is you get, uh, access to some, some different, um, interesting tools, different widgets and, and uh, other other assets that the affiliate program provides. But that's that's kind of a follow up. Yes. Well, no, that's and that's really a great tool for authors. So you do have a feature in that if you want to test something, let's say you have uh, two different tweets about your book. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So we have this tool, like you said, it's um, it's called a, an A-B split link. Uh, and the idea is you know, very similar to doing an, an A-B test for those that are deep in the marketing world, where you can have a certain percentage of traffic go one destination, a certain percentage of traffic go another destination, uh, and you can kind of continue that out. So if you want to test between two, you know, 50-50, test between three, you go in thirds, etc. Um, so then every third click will go here, every second click will go there, and it'll help you kind of be as scientific as possible about testing the the optimization um, of different landing pages of different destinations. And that, I think, is is kind of a, a great way to, again, make sure that traffic is, is split how it, how it should be. But the other thing, you know, if you're kind of testing and, and looking for kind of the optimization is around this user choice landing page. And I'm not sure how far you dove into that, but I don't want to spoil it if, I, if you were leading up to it. No, tell us about that, because that's probably what I was getting at with you early before we talked. There's some an idea I had, and maybe this is what it does, and I just don't know it yet. So that might Cool. <laughs> so... The user choice landing page um, really kind of stemmed out of the uh, what we saw first in kind of music streaming space. So it used to be that uh, you know iTunes was kind of the default music streaming service, and that was just a simple solution. And if you were on, say, an Android device, maybe you go to Google Play. Uh, but as as we continue to see more and more streaming services, you know, Spotify has uh, has done a, a great job kind of popping up, and, and Amazon has now you know included their their music streaming uh, free with Prime members, etc. Uh, so we're seeing that that the same song, the same album, is available across a lot of different platforms. And you know, maybe we could set up an A/B split and and randomly assign people to different services. But we may we may guess wrong. So there's this this whole um, thread uh, moving of of people using these kind of landing pages, these very optimized landing pages, and we each call them either a user choice landing page or a, a choice link uh, to kind of simplify it. But the idea is that you can list out where a, a book may may be best available, right? So um, for you, you might want to include a link to, to iBooks, to, to Amazon, and to Barnes & Noble. So when someone clicks on this link now, it's going to pull up a very optimized landing page. It's going to show the cover of your book. It's going to give them kind of the three different destinations where they can buy it. You want to make it you know, as simple as possible. You don't want to give them too many different directions to get sidetracked on. You want to kind of continue that intent. Um, but by giving them a few different options, you know, someone that is, uh, you know, someone that drank the Apple Kool-Aid a long time ago and has just uh, been infatuated with iBooks, you know, I'm, I'm going to choose the iBooks link. And you know, someone that is uh, a big Amazon fan will probably choose the Amazon link. But you're not, you're not alienating either of us. You're giving us both the option to continue on. And as long as you keep it simple, keep uh, just a few options there. We see that it's, um, 
usually a, a pretty good user experience and usually pretty good in, in the conversion. Yes, and I'm thinking like on my website, I have all these different buttons. Oh, I, Amazon paperback, Amazon ebook, Barnes and Noble, <laughs> iTunes, Kobo, blah 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 blah, like all these things, and it's it makes it really cluttered. If there was a place just to do buy my book, and then you could choose once you click that. It just seems so much cleaner and simpler. And then from social media, what ends up happening right now when I do a tweet is I have, I put the Amazon link, Genius Link, of course, Barnes & Noble. <laughs> yeah, so you have all these little pieces, and it mm -hmm. makes the tweet so long, and it's all this junk in there. Um, if they're, like, What I need to do, and I don't know why I haven't been doing that, is to try out this landing page thing, because that's what I was really looking for when I first had that interview with the, you know, the, not interview, but like the Taylor, tutorial yeah. was like, is there a way I can have my book? And then my other question for him, and maybe this is where we got caught up was I have two books and I have three books. Mm -hmm. Is there a landing page that can handle all of your stuff, you know, each book or does it have That's to be it. per book? It's it's best for a per book piece because uh, a link to Amazon will show the Amazon logo. So if you have two different links to Amazon on a choice link, two different Amazon logos, it's harder to distinguish which is which. Uh -huh. That being said, we had we spent a decent chunk of time actually yesterday uh, working on how we can make that a cleaner experience. So you can do exactly that. You know, you as an author, here are your two or three or four books uh, with with links to Amazon or links to you know other choice links. So you can just kind of start to embed them. So there's we we definitely see the need. To to expand upon those choice links and allow allow more than just multiple options for a single product, um, as as the scenario you just described. Cool, that's good. I, I I'm looking forward to seeing that. Now I guess I got to go back in there and uh, <laughs> figure this out. Now before we lose people in pixels, because uh, I want you to explain that, but that might be for our super technical audience. I want to. I'm always curious about entrepreneurs. How did you get the idea to start this? I mean, obviously it was from your experience at iTunes, but give us like, who's Jesse Lakes and why is he doing this kind of thing? <laughs> um, who is Jesse Lakes? He's a nerd. Um, <laughs> I've, yeah, I've been fixated with technology for, for a long time. I've built a, a lot of different websites. I, uh, my first kind of entrepreneurial project, I, I took some uh, money that I got from high school graduation and bought my first domain name back in uh, the late 90s. Oh. And um that was kind of the beginning. Then in college, uh, ended up uh, being roommates with a couple other entrepreneurs, and we, um, yeah, we we did we did a handful of different little project startups. That was uh, it was really fun to kind of have a, a a good group of friends to to embark in this what's often a very lonely journey um, with, and, and be able to kind of also while being in school at the same time have all these different resources from the from the business school and and so forth. So it was um, kind of this, this fun. Fun experiment uh, that we were able to kind of dive into. I, I was born and raised in Western Montana, so uh, ah. the ability to kind of do some entrepreneurship related to uh, things I really enjoyed doing outside was uh, was a dangerous com combination for me, which uh, I guess ultimately led led to uh, me today in, in uh, Seattle as a head of a, a fourteen person startup focused on uh, making sure the, the the links on the internet don't break. Very good, very good. That's really interesting. Where'd you go to college? Uh, University of Montana. I did not. Uh, I did not go far. So born and raised in the Bitterroot Valley, um, and then yeah, didn't didn't go too far to University of Montana. Studied business uh, on a five year program. It was uh, a little slow. I was outside playing too much. Um, <laughs> Montana's yeah. a good place for that, though. It, it certainly is. Well, that's interesting. So I guess Montana boy ends up in Seattle and um, the tech mecca. <laughs> it's uh it's definitely pretty hot right now but yeah so from from montana it was to colorado uh and in colorado i 
I found that I wasn't quite ready to start the real world. Um, so I spent a handful of years as a whitewater rafting guide in the oh. summer. And then in the fall, I would go back to Montana, crash at my parents' house, work on some sort of nerd project. And in the winter, I'd go down to Costa Rica and go be a, work as a guide down there. Oh, wow. Then come back in the spring, be a nerd at my, you know, my parents' couch and then go back to Colorado in, in the, um, in the summers, but it was a couple years, a uh, few years of that, and along the way, I ended up writing a, a book about the iTunes affiliate program, uh, just because I was um, quite obsessed with it. I was using it for one of my projects for the uh, the soundtrack websites. And of course, sent that off to uh, Apple, telling them I, you know, finally put together all the documentation that their program sorely needed, and uh, they sent me a uh, threat to sue me, sent me a cease and desist email. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. And then after we actually were able to hop on the phone, uh, came to the agreement they would review the book, and uh, a few weeks later they offered me a job. Turns wow. out I, I inadvertently had learned more about their affiliate program than, than most anyone there. So went and spent a couple of years. So from Colorado back and forth to Costa Rica, then from Colorado to to Cupertino in California. So lots lots of seas there. Um, spent since a while there, and then ultimately ended up in Seattle because my co-founder, who happened to be a uh, my college roommate, um, was at Microsoft at the time. So. Anyway, that was that was the longer story. <laughs> yes, well, I like that. That's I think that's really interesting that you spent some time kind of living, which is great. You've got the tech world, <laughs> but you also like to be outside. So once you have a family and a real job and all other stuff, it's really hard to do that kind of thing. So I mean, from a older person perspective, I'm glad you took <laughs> that time to to enjoy some of your life while you had some freedom to do that. Now, um, thank you. All right, so from iTunes to your own company. I think this is really exciting just to talk to somebody who's who doesn't mind just starting new things. Are there other ideas that you have for Genius Links or things that you're wanting to expand this to or other companies or any other? Um, you said you bought a, a book linker kind of a thing. Maybe tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, absolutely. We are, we are we are definitely not done. We have some some crazy ambitions for, for Genius Link. Um, we've been very fortunate the last couple of years. Uh, the, the company's been profitable. Um, as we've been putting money into the bank account, we've also been growing the team. Uh, so we nearly doubled the size of the team in the last two years. So wow. we have have quite the team. Um, our, we have a, a, a CMO that starts on Monday. We're super fired up about that. Um, actually bringing in a, a, a real world-class marketer. So that's, I think, I think the process is just beginning for what we're what we're going to do. Right. Um, that being said, yeah, we we've had a um, we've been very fortunate over the last few years, and, and part of that fortune has been uh, we saw that one of our our competitors was um, having some real challenges. So uh, I'm very much in the belief that a, a rising tide helps all ships. I, I try to be as as uh, friendly of a competitor as possible to the other mm. other different services that are in the space. So reached out and, and talked to him and uh, realized that he. His heart just no longer was in it. He was having a hard time working with Amazon. Um, we had, by that point, started to develop a pretty solid relationship with Amazon. So we, we offered to buy, buy a service. And the service is called booklinker.net. Um, and it's a, it's a link management tool similar to GeniusLink, but it was very, very focused on the, the independent author. Um, so it's, it was a simpler version. Uh, we, we took it on. We, we piped in our backend. One of the things that makes us unique is we have a, a five-step translation, uh, link translation uh, algorithm, series of algorithms uh, that allows us to take any link and find that same product in a, a different international Amazon, iTunes, Microsoft storefront. Uh, so we, we took the book linker backend and we swapped it out with the Genius Link uh, service so that we can make the service now kind of world-class link translation, link localization. I uh, put a fresh coat of paint on it and uh, kind of stuck it back out there. And it's... Um, 
It's been a great service for those indie authors that are focused more on being authors and, and less so on marketers. As soon as you kind of realize that the marketing is uh, either fun or, or more importantly, you'd like to admit, uh, Genius Link is probably the, the right place to go. But for those that are just kind of getting started, uh, definitely use a Booklinker link or one of our competitors instead of just a simple amzn.to link, the, the default link that uh, is spit out by Amazon. Because again, that's uh, that's just a static link that's going to send everyone to just um, just that single, you know, Amazon.com, even if they're coming from from Japan or Germany or the UK or Canada or wherever it may be. Right, right. So give us the the place to find the book linker. Sure. Yeah, it's just uh, simply booklinker.net. B o o k l i n k e r dot n e t. And it's free. It's just you just use the links, and and there's no cost to the person using it. Exactly. Um, as a result, you know the the support is definitely not as uh, as high end as it, with Genius Link. With with Genius Link, we, we definitely pride ourselves on on the high level of client support. Uh, unfortunately, because yeah, Booklinker is free, we feel like we support on a, a once a week basis. Uh, that being said, we'd like to think that it's it's because it's pretty simple. It's uh, fairly self explanatory. But if you do run into issues, please do let us know. We're we're there for you. Uh, unfortunately, we're not there twenty four seven like yeah. uh, we are with with Genius Link. Good, good, good. Okay, so now let's give everyone who's, you know, they've heard the pitch, they understand kind of a little bit about what this does. How do you set up the packages that people can use for this product, for Genius? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. And we're honestly about to uh, redo all that. Um, ah. We traditionally had it kind of set up in a three-tiered system, um, kind of a a core plan, you know, started at $9 and it was kind of geared for people that were just kind of diving in. Uh, and then kind of this, um, this plus plan where you're at, um, which uh, I believe is at $100 a month. Um, it's got access to all the different tools. And then there's a power plan that has access to all the different tools that has uh, some different account management options. So you get the multiple custom domains and multiple users, etc. What we're realizing is that for some types of users, you know, it's, it's a Genius Link is a, is a must have. And that's awesome. Um, for other types of users, it's kind of a new behavior. Uh, a lot of people are still kind of, um, have been using Bitly for a long time and understand what a link management tool is, but they're not really aware of all the additional functionality, you know, behind these A-B split test links that we talk about, these user choice yeah. links or, or this whole link localization. Um, we have another type of link called an advanced target link. Um, that these are all kind of a, a new concept. So it, it's kind of, a, they, they need a slower approach to it. So, we're exploring different ways that allow people to kind of dive into the Genius Link world with, uh, without any sort of crazy costs. Um, that being said, I, we talked about this a little bit before. I'm more than happy to, uh, to give you and your readers a, uh, the, the, the friends and family deal of, uh, making sure they have double, double the, um, trial period so they can also have some time kind of explore what's going on, um, and get all the help they need to, to make sure it's a good fit for what they're, what they're trying to do. Excellent. And so right now on the site, they offer 14-day free trial. You're doubling mm -hmm. that if they mention Blondie in the Brit. So you exactly. guys you get 30 days of using this tool to see the value of it. And then hopefully, of course, you all are wishing that they will upgrade and, and purchase. And what would be the lowest price point then? For the product, if or you're not sure yet, you still. So we're actually we're running a uh, pricing experiment right now. So uh, software is hard. Pricing for software is even harder. You, yeah. you would think that it's oh, it's, you know, throw it into a spreadsheet, try a couple numbers, and it's it's good to go. Um, that's not unfortunately <laughs> at, at a high level that makes sense, but there's so many nuances to it. So we're actually doing a bit of an experiment right now. Don't tell anyone. Shh. Yeah, it's a, it's a secret experience. Just kidding. Um, but uh, right now we, we have a, a pricing set up, and this will only be for another couple of weeks um, before we try our next experiment. But uh, you can sign up 
for free. You get a thousand clicks for free um, each month, and then it's uh, starts I think five dollars, uh, and you get an additional five thousand clicks for for every five dollars. Um, wow, so. that's really valuable though. And maybe you're not keeping that, but I like that thought because if you don't know you want to use it, it's hard to throw ten dollars at it, right? Like how do you know if it's valuable until you've done it? But this way, if you you get more value than you are willing to pay for it. I like that. Exactly. A thousand clicks is, it's it's enough to kind of whet your appetite and make sure that you understand it. But, uh, you know, you're not going to sell a lot of books with a thousand free clicks. So we want to make sure it kind of ties in that if you're getting value, we need to to see a little bit of value as well. We we have some some hungry mouths to feed here in Seattle. But if you're not seeing value, then you absolutely should not pay for it. We're we're not, we're in this for the long term. We want to build a long term relationship and we do that by being fair. Like it. Excellent. Okay, so right now, what do we tell people about the the pricing? Like, if they're just trying to see the value in this. Right now, I guess I should say, go get the thirty days and and try it out. Try out some of your, you know, even if it's just to gather information. Try out your different tweets. Try try out your different, you know, check on the affiliates. You can sign up for all those things. Um, mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, decide. And I guess by then they'll know. You'll have a better sense of what your pricing will be. But I really like the the way you just described that um, test pricing. To me, that seems very valuable. There's other things that do that too. I'm, I have a a bot on Twitter, and if you reach a certain point, then it costs money. And each what I really love about this product though is the analytics. I can see exactly how many people. Like I have it split up by. I have my social media. One link is, you know, for each book for social media. Then I have my newsletter. So I'm seeing the actual value my newsletter is bringing. Then if I do a special promotion, I try to use my link. Some of the promoting sites want to use their own, of course, so you don't always have mm-hmm. information. But I can see, you know, like you said, not just how many people clicked on it, but did it lead to a sale? Am I getting any affiliate money out of that? So there's a lot more complicated information you can gather from what you're doing on social media and I'm changing my strategy now that's kind of why I was so excited to get this for a year because I can learn what's working you know and now that things are changing you got Facebook totally revamping how they're promoting um, businesses I can see in a week is my link going anywhere is anything happening to it and I just have really enjoyed the the um the functionality of it and the information that it gives me. Not only is it sending people where they need to go, but it's also giving me the information about how that's working. So just to give the listeners an idea of what I use my links for, I have, like I said, newsletter and social media and that kind of thing. But I also started doing, just try to get some more affiliate money. I have some of my friends' books that I've created links for so that I'll put that out there and just, you know, add add to my affiliate money and then over christmas i was like you know put together my top favorite books or something like that so that you can create these other links outside of what you're actually marketing just to pull in some more affiliate money um they also have bounties and other things so you could create if you were trying to really make a bigger uh, income stream you can create things that amazon is saying hey if you do these couple things we'll give you a bigger percentage so you can Look each month, and if you're really into that and have some time, you could make, you could add to your income and affiliate by pushing what Amazon wants you to push. So there's there's a lot of nuance to that that you just have to have time and, and energy. Exactly. And, and to expand on that, just real quick, one of the things that um, Amazon does real well is well, taking a stock, Amazon is you know a place where most anything can be bought. Um, and the way the Amazon, we call it the associates program, but their affiliate program is that once someone clicks on that link, anything they purchase over the next 24 hours 
you'll get credit for. So if they click on your link for a free Kindle book, awesome. They're going to buy that. Obviously, X percent of zero is zero. But if you can um, also, if they went on to buy a lawnmower or a new TV, you're going to get a, a handful of percentage for that as well. So you can start to see uh, money money coming in for, for products you were not recommending. But that's, again, the value of, of Amazon's massive ecosystem of uh, all the different products in their store yes yes and it's it's something that if you if you just learn enough about how it works you can really maximize it are there any tips that you have for us um unfortunately a lot of the tips that we um that were really helpful in the early days just uh, are not not so helpful these days but um typically you know the one one of the golden ones was uh, getting people to uh, buy free ebooks. Um, they they click in, it sets that cookie, and then you know once that cookie's set, they're, you're good to earn commissions anywhere. So it's it's pretty easy to convince someone to buy something for free, um, and use that as kind of that that starting place. Um, that being said, Amazon now has a rule around how often um, how often you can sell a if you sell more than twenty thousand free. Uh, ebooks, you have to have some ratio. So just you have to be a little bit careful oh. about that little little trick now. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, they're catching on. <laughs> one one other thing to mention that I think is is pretty important is also that Amazon's associates program is um for for good reason is it, really started clamping down and making sure that people are following their their operating agreement, their their terms and conditions. So it's it's important not to to make um, some some simple mistakes there, and some of those include. Um, Linking from, say, the the back matter of a, a book, or they call it offline sources, but um, it, it needs to be web-related. So the back matter of a, a book or from email kind of falls in that gray area where it's it's not ideal. So sending someone to your website and then using an affiliate link from there is kind of the, the clear path. Or that choice link we talked about before, that user choice landing page, because it pulls up a, a landing page of sorts, that is allowed. Um, wow. So just, uh, yeah, kind of keep that in the back of your head. Is a small affiliate, they... they Probably won't check you, but it's best just to play by the rules from the get-go to develop those those good habits. Um, so that you, when you do have crazy amounts of, of volume on the Amazon Associates program and, and making just as much as an affiliate as you are as an author, um, you're not going to jeopardize your income by by doing something um, that you thought was right but actually isn't. So yeah, so build yeah. those good habits to begin with. True, true, true. Okay, so now I'm ready for Pixels. Tell us about Pixels. <laughs> All warmed up. Okay. Um, <laughs> So pixels really refers to um, the, the whole concept around retargeting. Uh, so retargeting is a, it's become a pretty essential tool in the, the marketer's toolbox these days. Um, but it just is that different platforms allow you to use some specialized code so that when you come to a website, they'll remember you so that, you know, as a, as a marketer, you can go back and market them. So the, the basic example is when you go look at those shiny red shoes on Amazon and then you're reading the news on, on CNN, and the shiny red shoes that show up as the ad, they keep following you around the internet. Yeah. That's all due to retargeting. The whole concept of creepy is slowly starting to, to kind of diminish away as it becomes kind of a, a reality as more and more people do it. Um, in fact, the vast majority of, of marketers using Facebook these days are, are using it, from my understanding. Uh, but you can, as a, a author, um, as a savvy marketer, start to take advantage of this. So if you, for example, are writing a series, uh, you may want to do some retargeting and to see who buys your first book in a series so that now you have a audience that will probably be really good people to market to when the second book in the series comes out and the third book. So instead of kind of a spray and pray marketing approach, you have a very targeted approach. Um, So this is, this is remarketing in general. Take this one step further. Typically to use this uh, very specific uh, set of code, you have to put it on your website. 
But unfortunately, sending someone from, say, Twitter to your website, Amazon, to buy that extra step of going through your website, it's not ideal as far as the conversion goes. That extra step will reduce the amount of people that ultimately got into the final destination to purchase. So you can set the special retargeting code actually into your link and go directly from Twitter to Amazon and still take advantage of that retargeting. So it's something that only a handful of different uh, link management services do up there. I'm, I'm happy to say we're, we're one of the first. We're definitely not the first, but we're, we're one of the first. Uh, I think we've got a pretty good platform around it so that you can you can really kind of take advantage of building those those custom audiences, those retargeting audiences from inside your link instead of um, instead of having to send everyone to your website first. Yes, I've been doing that. So when you set up your link awesome. on Genius Link, there's a way that you add a pixel. And so you know, mm-hmm. there's a place to do it. And I've done that on all of my links. How do I use that information? I'm like, yay, now what? You know? Because <laughs> once you have the pixels and it's been gathering information, you can then set up a Facebook ad or a Twitter ad that uses that particular chunk of people, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but A, that can be informative to, to help you just kind of in, in general know, know who's reading your books and clicking on your links. And also, they're super targeted based off this. The, the point is that the pixels has been gathering the information. I can use that through mm-hmm. the two places I've set up, Twitter and Facebook, to mm-hmm. take that information from the pixel and create an ad or a promotion or something around that. Tell us where people can find Genius Links online. Uh, we, we exist at www.geni.us. Um, so that spells out genius. Uh, genius.com is rap genius. Don't go there, but geni.us. You can also find us uh, at, at Twitter at, uh, at genius link uh, as a singular. Uh, and you can check out that, uh, that service that's specifically designed for indie authors, very simplified at booklinker.net. Perfect. Now I have one last question for you. Can you tell us why someone would choose Genius Link over any of your competitors? Sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question, honestly. Um, there's definitely a growing number of competitors out there. They offer some some pretty good services. Um, I think what ultimately sets us apart, though, is that um, our link localization is is the best. Uh, we, we have a patent on it. We've been working on it for, for a number of years. Uh, we also think it's the most robust tool. Maybe maybe you're starting off with, with uh, just links, but as, as you kind of explore... Uh, sorry, links for, for books, but as you kind of explore, you may find that um, you're going to link to, to different uh, CDs or, or uh, physical versus ebook or or other different things inside the Amazon ecosystem or outside of the Amazon ecosystem. Our platform is, is really well designed to do exactly that for you. So, yeah, if you're, if you're looking for the, the pro tool, Genius Link is, is definitely your best bet. Absolutely. It. Okay, and I just want to remind everyone we have um, – Jesse is offering us an, a doubling of the – 15-day trial, so we'll have 30-day free trial of Genius Link, and you can see what it does, and you can you know find out, play around in the tool, and see how valuable it can be for you. And I, I hope that you convert into being a member like me. It's been amazing. I've loved your product. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It, uh, it definitely warms our heart to hear that uh, that it's working well for you. My my goal is honestly just uh, for for all your listeners out there, just start thinking more about their links and making sure that they're giving the experience to their international readers that they deserve. Yes. So uh, that, that's all I ask you. Know, and global, global world peace. Global world, well, very easy goals to achieve. Yeah. Well, I think the first one is a much uh, simpler version. Um, <laughs> That's great. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for joining us here on Blondie and the Brit, and it's been a pleasure talking to you. Absolutely. My my honor. I I look forward to our next conversation someday. 
please join us next time where we welcome Jody Thomas, who is an international best-selling author as well as a USA Today best-selling author and a, an award-winning romance author. It's a great interview, and I really look forward to bringing that to you uh, next month. You can find our show notes and more information about our podcast at blondieandbrit.com. That's B-L-O-N-D-I-E-A-N-D-B-R-I-T.com.